What's going on, y'all? Thank you for listening to League One Fun, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm the cute one of the duo, Jason, and today I'm bringing you a player signing special where I got a chance to talk to three players, one signing their first professional contract, another who was back for his second season USL League One, and a USL League One alumni who has made the jump to the next level for USL Championship. Uh, Before I start and get into it, I want to apologize. Uh, We all know I'm a loud individual, but this particular episode might be louder than the others. I've been traveling nonstop for the past couple weeks, and I had to record these interviews in three different locations, but what those locations all had in common was not the greatest Wi-Fi connection. Uh, So there is going to be some parts that have questionable connectivity and fluctuating audio, but for the majority, everything is audible and you will be getting all of the League One goodness in it. Uh, Today, I am joined by Victor Falk, who is a new member of the Richmond Kickers, signing his first professional contract as he tells an interesting story about driving almost two hours every day just to have a chance to play soccer as he played in the Richmond Kickers Academy. I'm also joined by Dalton Knutson as he returns to USL League One for his second season, but this time on a new team as he talks about how it came about, why he's not with Tormenta, and what he's looking forward to the most playing for Union Omaha. And I also had a chance to talk to Connor Antley, who has made the jump to USL Championship playing for Indy 11. And we talked about how his incredible season last year and this jump to USL Championship almost didn't happen as he almost hung up the boots for good and focused on his career at Chick-fil-A. Yes, I'm being serious. So let's jump into it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Let's start now. Joining me today, a new face into League One. Joining the Richmond Kickers, I've got Victor Falk. Victor, how are you doing today? Hi, Jason. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. And and congratulations on your on your first professional contract. How's it feel? Yeah, it feels very good, especially being back here in uh, in Richmond, where I spent uh, some time in uh, during my academy days. Yeah, so it feels good to be back. Let's talk a little about that. So let, let's get a background of of your your upbringing, you know, through the Richmond Academy, and uh, you know how this whole signing happened. Yeah, so originally I I grew up in Sweden, but uh, moved over to the states. Uh, when I was 14, started out with the academy down in Virginia Beach, um, but then they they got kicked out of the academy system. So me and a couple of my uh, friends from Virginia Beach, we made the drive two hours every day up and down to to Richmond to train uh, wow. with the academy there. So, so you so you guys carpooled and made the training for two hours every day. Yeah, we were four people, so so everybody took. Each parent took one uh, one day a week, pretty much. So it was a big commitment, but we all went on went on to to play at good colleges and stuff. So we thought it was worth it. So, and and tell me about that when you're playing with an academy. I, I know the end goal is to eventually probably sign, you know, if not with them in the professional league that they're in. But going through those academies, do you have more of a direct kind of connection to certain colleges because? They're known to scout those academies. How how does that process work? Yeah, I think uh, it depends a lot on the area you uh, where you play your academy games and stuff. So obviously, the most of the schools that were interested in in me and like the other guys were from uh, Virginia or the East Coast at least. Not a lot of West Coast interest and stuff. So most of the colleges that were looking at me were either from uh, Virginia or somewhere nearby. Um, not a lot of West Coast interest at all. So, um, and and where did you end up going to school? I ended up going to University of Virginia for uh, a year and a half, and then and, made the transition uh, out to University of California Irvine. Okay, so it was both both good soccer schools. Yeah, yeah, it was different uh, philosophies of the game and everything. So it's good to see both parts of it. So I was very happy to ex- have experienced both. And it's, it's good to experience, but do you think that's kind of helped you, especially now knowing that, okay, I'm going to get picked up by teams, coaches are going to have their own tactics, they're going to have their own way that they want to play, and having experienced that in college, do you think that's helped prepare you for that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, at Virginia, it was a bit more physical and more direct, and uh, at uh, UC Irvine, it was more uh, 
emphasis on the playing ball on the ground that's built through lines. So I feel like I'm comfortable playing uh, in uh, both systems. And uh, also, if you play on the East Coast, you, you play a lot of uh, physical teams, while on the West Coast, there's more more playing as well. So I feel like I've gotten a lot of diversity, both in the way I can play in a lot of different systems, but also against a lot of different systems. So I feel like it's helped a lot. Outside of dedicated, obviously, since you're driving over 100 miles every day just to practice, uh, tell people who you know didn't get a chance to see you in college a little about a little bit about your game. Uh, what they can they expect to see you do at Richmond? Yeah, no, I started at uh, Virginia. I was uh, playing a, a center back position in a three back system, um, and my my strengths there were my, my passing and, and vision. Um, and then I transitioned to a, a six or an eight during my time in uh, at UC Irvine. And uh, my strengths are I'm good at protecting the back line. Uh, I'll make sure I win my defensive duels. And then uh, passing is probably my, my biggest strength going forward. But then I can occasionally come forward with a goal or two. So hopefully I can contribute with, you know, keeping the, the back line safe uh, while also contributing to getting the ball to the, the key players up front and then also contributing with hopefully a few goals as well. So, Yeah, I'm sure Richmond fans would love for you to add those goals. That was something yeah. that they were they were missing last year. Um, you know, so you went to the academy and, you know, ended up going to college. Were you still in touch with the academy? Did, you know, were you, was it one of those things where you would check in with your coaches? Or, and how did this opportunity arrive? Did you get a phone call from someone you know, from the Richmond department, and they said, hey, we, we've been still scouting you, and we might have an opportunity for you. How did this happen? Yeah, no, so I, um, right after my season finished now at UC Irvine, I got a text from uh, Sasha Guris, which is uh, the academy director now, and he was coaching me for with the U18s over at uh, Richmond Academy when I, was, when I was there, so he asked if I wanted to come back and play an alumni game uh, late November, but I was still finishing up school so I, I couldn't but I, I asked him if there was uh, like yeah if he was still involved with the the, the kickers organization and if he could forward my uh, my uh, couple of videos for me from my playing season and see if there was any interest from the the new coaching staff there so he went on and forwarded that and then uh, spoke some to the Mika the assistant coach and then and then coach Darren gave me a call and then it all worked out from there so all those uh, drives were worth it, man. So yeah. it's gotta keep... What What was it like, though? Was it one of those things to where when, when you got the call, did you know it was coming or did it take you by surprise? How, how did it make you feel? Um, I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I haven't been in this process before. So I had a couple like uh, basic conversations with Mika. So I, I didn't really know. And then and then one day just Darren just gave me a call. So it was not super ex- expected, but uh, I was very happy when the call came. And, you know, I was looking at the, the different uh, divisions here in the U.S. and, like, looking at USL League One, like, Richmond Kickers made a lot of sense to me um, since I've been here before and I feel home. So I was very happy when, when Darren gave the call. So Yeah, I was going to say, do you feel like, you know, with a lot of, you know, USL League One players, some of them are coming from college, but going to completely different cities. Some of them, you know, have went overseas, came back, don't really know anyone in the league. Whereas you're going into a team to where you are familiar with the coaching staff, you're familiar with the city. Do you feel that that's going to help your confidence going into camp? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel, I already feel like I've been up here now in Richmond for a week and I, I already feel like it's pretty much like home. So, um, I'm already settled in well and like I feel confident and everything so uh, I think there in that sense there's no obstacles really at all so my family is close as well in Virginia Beach so if I ever need anything so I, I think it's uh, gonna work out really well yeah and I don't know how much league one you got to watch last year I know uh, you got to keep up with school and playing um, but what are some of the things that you know it's going to be a big change for you playing in a professional league and something that you're trying to mentally prepare for, maybe even physically prepare for. Yeah, I've, I've been able to, one of my, I, I love watching like all types of leagues. So I, I watched some, I, I know they posted on YouTube, like the full games. Right. Um, so I, I watched a few of the games and I think the biggest thing for me is uh, 
need to make sure my focus is on top all the time because in college you can get by you can get away with um not focusing like a hundred like 100 percent of the time but here we're playing against professional players so if i miss my marking one time or i'm a two steps to the right wrong then you know a player can punish you for it here so i think i think that's the biggest thing um i feel physically prepared and and uh, i'm a confident in my abilities so i think the head is the main main thing to to get uh, straight yeah no i 100 percent agree with you we've got some speed in the league so you can't really uh be distracted for two seconds or you're going to have Devin Jongbo fly right by you yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ramon Howell over there in FC Tucson. So just giving you a couple of names to prepare yourself for. Yeah. But um, one of the things that, you know, I, talking with the players in the first year uh, that they said a big difference was, was the length of the season. So, you know, this is probably the first time that you're going to be playing for as long as the league is, right? We Starting in you know, March and going all the way up until October. It's a long season. How do you prepare for that? Um, I think, I mean, the way I've, I've prepared um, similarly towards the college season and, the, and, and this season here. So um, pretty much the same type of fitness, making sure I, uh, I get the right amount of touches before and everything. So, but then it's going to be different. You know, I, how I'll feel three months into the season. Maybe I'll start getting knocks or maybe, so I, I'm not sure about that, but I've pretty much prepared in a similar fashion um, um, to the to the college season, but it, uh, surely it'll, it'll be different. But I have some uh, some memories from playing back in academies where the season's longer, so hopefully it's, it's more that structure, which I enjoy more when there's more like training sessions during the week where you can improve and in college it's just play, recover, play, recover. So. So, so so you're looking forward to more of the training and, you know, learning from veteran guys. It sounds like you're somebody who really just likes to, you know, practice and work as much as you can. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm looking to develop a lot here and while doing well and winning a lot of the games and hopefully getting a shot at the playoffs and going as far as we can there. So, but development is huge for me. I'm, I'm still pretty young, so. I want to improve as much as I can because a few more years till the the peak years. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you know we were talking about a couple of the things that is going to be different and might be a, a a difficult change. What are some of the things you're excited for? You know, this is your your first professional contract. You're you get to play. You know, from these games that you got to watch on YouTube or ESPN Plus, you get to tell your parents like, oh yeah, turn on turn on TV, turn on ESPN Plus, and you can see me play. What is what's something that you're really looking forward to about playing in League One? Uh, a lot of things. Uh, I think it'll be first and foremost super fun to play at home in front of the the River City Army and the fans here in Richmond. I think that will be really fun. They have a lot of fans here, so it will be really good. Um, but then also just the training environment always being much sharper and everything. I think, you know, the, the sharper it is and the more fast-paced it is, the more fun it is to play, I think. So I think, uh, you know, all the parts and the the gym sessions and gym sessions and everything here is more professional and everything. So pretty much everything I'm... I'm looking forward to so but first and foremost playing at home in front of the fans here in richmond i'm sure they're glad to hear that and i'm sure uh coach darren is, is glad to hear how much of a work dog you sound like i'm excited to see you out there and uh beat some people to a starting spot man victor thank you for joining us on league one fun yeah thank you jason And now I'm the one in a uh, crappy hotel Wi-Fi room, but uh, joining me today is Indy 11's Connor Antley. Connor, how you doing? What's going on, Jason? Man, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Have you have you gotten used to that yet? The the indie part of of your uh, title. <laughs> so last night I, I attended my first like team uh, team event. Me and a couple of the other new guys got to show up to uh, Lucas Oil Stadium and meet some of the season ticket holders and just like some of the new fans. And um, it was definitely different wearing that Indy 11 crest instead of having Tormenta on the front of my jersey. So I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to it. <laughs> and and speaking of new guys, I'm assuming Nick was there, right? Nick Moon, for, uh, former Lansing Ignite player. Yeah, do you Nick feel Do you feel a little comfortable knowing that you're going to have another 
League One guy with you and something that you guys can work together with. And it's almost like you're going to camp and you see a familiar face. <laughs> well, absolutely. We uh, the first day that we kind of had um, organized trainings, uh, I walked in the door and I saw I saw Nick over there um, juggling a ball or whatever, and and uh, we ended up. Say it, it. We ended up giving each like seeing each other and giving each other a hug and kind of embracing each other because it was it was seeing a familiar face that we knew. I mean, we competed against each other uh, several times last season, so it's good to to see him and and uh, have somebody that I know up here. So yeah, that was nice. Yeah, and you know, so for, for a couple of indie fans might be listening, or a couple, you know, we have some new teams in League One, so they might be listening. So I got to ask you, you know, the first date questions. So. If you can, tell us a little bit about your soccer background and, you know, how you came up to the professional level. Yeah. Um, so, man, I started playing. Uh, so I grew up first in a really, really competitive family. I have a I have an identical twin brother uh, who plays soccer as well. And then I have a younger brother um, who's only just a year and a half younger than us. And he played soccer growing up as well. So we were uh, super, super competitive growing up. But Ian and I, um, I started playing when I was like five, six years old, um, just for the local um, club team in, in the county I lived in. And I remember I got, uh, our team had gotten beaten 8-0 by this team uh, out of Georgia and they, uh, called Concord Fire. And uh, the day after that game, my dad drove us up to like the north side of Atlanta, and we we tried out for Concord Fire the next day, beating <laughs> us eight zero. And uh, and so that's wow. how he- a, a, a family of Kevin Durant's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So we we knew when we got beat eight zero that we were maybe playing for the wrong team. <laughs> so. We uh, we we moved um, we moved teams up there, and then um, I ended up making their academy program or their academy teams uh, for two years. So that was that was really great. And then after academy, I uh, got offered a scholarship to play soccer at Mercer University in Macon, Georgia, and uh, went there. Spent four years there. I loved my career there. Had a really really great time at Mercer. Um, and then after Mercer. I didn't really have anything lined up at all, to be honest with you. Like I didn't have, I had played a couple PDL seasons with the Seattle Sounders U23s and um, I was looking for something a little bit closer to home. And there was a, there's a team actually right in my backyard, the Petri City MOBA, but I wasn't too interested in playing there for them. Um, and then my college coach had reached out to John McGrace, the head coach down at uh, Tormenta, who was the head coach of the PDL team. And, and said, hey, uh, I got a defender. You know, I don't know if you guys need any extra players or whatever. And John actually told him on the phone. He was like, um, look, my roster's full. I'm sorry, man. I, I'm not going to be able to take him. And so my coach called me and told me that. And I was like, all right, well, maybe maybe it's just not meant to be. So I, uh, I had been working at Chick-fil-A for like the past four or five years. I ended up becoming a manager at Chick-fil-A. So I love my job there. And the you know my dream had kind of transitioned a little bit from soccer to okay I'm just gonna pursue this Chick Fil A um, for a little while, and then Tormenta they ended up having one of their center backs that was supposed to be coming over from Spain he got injured and his agent didn't want him flying over to the states to play and so John called my college coach and said hey is is Connor still available and he was like yeah absolutely and he was like well I, I want to call him I'm gonna speak to him and. You know, before I knew it, I was down in Statesboro playing for their PDL team, and it was a uh, it was it was tough at first. I was um, it was my first time being down in Statesboro or getting to know any of those guys, and it was I didn't I didn't play at first. I the first five six games I never didn't wasn't didn't even make eighteen, and so uh, that was a really big struggle for me. I was so close to to leaving and, and, and going back home. Cause I had just, I was just recently married. And so I had actually left my wife back in Noonan to go down and, and uh, play in the PDL for Tormenta because I was hoping to, to get a pro contract within the following year. And I wasn't even playing at all. It was terrible. So uh, there was one game where uh, one of our, one of our defenders got injured and John pulled me aside to training that week and said, Hey, I'm going to put you, put you right back and we're going to see how you do. And, and then the rest is kind of history, man. The rest is kind of taken off, and uh, I had a, I finished the PDL season with them, and it was awesome. And and then they ended up offering me a professional contract for for the next year for their League One team, and I uh, I signed it, and 
had had my first pro season this past year and um you know it went really really well i at the beginning it was really great like we were we were we were crushing it we were top of the league midway through and then you know we things just kind of fell apart in the second half of the season but um you know and i wish it it would could have been better for all of us but individually i thought i had a pretty good season and a pretty good year and apparently some other people did as well so yeah i would i would I say happy. uh league one defender of the year is a pretty good year as you put it <laughs> yeah i, I uh, was super grateful for that and uh i mean and then after after that season ended i uh, i went on trial with a few teams in the usl championship and um I ended up. I ended up. My coach, Coach John, was like, "Connor, you need to. You need to get an agent. You know, I've got like a bunch of coaches calling me about you." And so, I went through that whole process of of finding an agent and getting an agency because I had I had a few that had reached out to me and contacted me about you know potentially working with them. And you know, there was about three or four of them, and so like one or two of them were okay. One I didn't really care for too much, and then I ended up getting a call from this guy. Um, PJ Savage and uh, friend of the show, PJ Savage. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, and he, the conversation I had with him was just different. He, uh, we, I don't even know if we talked about soccer for the first probably hour. He just wanted to know about me. He wanted to know about my wife. He wanted to know about my life. He wanted to know about how I got started playing. And, and I just genuinely felt like he cared, um, about me. So that, that meant a lot to me. And, and when I hung up the phone with him, uh, I didn't tell him at that time, but I, I knew that that's who I was going to go with um, moving forward. So a couple weeks later, uh, I told him, and then um, it it, uh, it all started on trying to find a club for me to go play at. There were um, there were several different teams, Eastern and Western Conference, that were interested in, in potentially having me to their club. And Indy, Indy was one of those, and uh, it was something that PJ and I both felt really, really good about. And so um, we we pulled the trigger on it, and uh, we just got moved up here a couple weeks ago and definitely still adjusting to the weather change from Georgia. But uh, it's, been, it's been a really good experience so far. What, what percent of the decision-making went to knowing whether or not Indianapolis had Chick-fil-A's or not? <laughs> so i'm a my my wife and i both uh so i worked at chick-fil-a for six years in total but uh and you know a lot of people ask me like did you get sick of it you know working there every single day because i would eat it every single day and i and i tell them no no chance i still <laughs> love it and my wife loves it as well uh and they're not there's one like five road so i'd be lying if i say i didn't mm -hmm. research well yeah <laughs> no pj knew what he was doing yeah he, <laughs> he definitely knew so yeah it's been good but let's let's back up because that's an incredible story of you know you know not having a secure path and not even you know kind of even thinking about career-wise like i guess you know soccer might be over it's time to focus on business and then you know having you know a moment that changes that well and first and foremost I need you to say my pleasure anytime you score a goal from now on. If we can just do that, that would be great. Um, but, you know, I am i don't wish injury on an, anyone, but, you know, an injury led to you getting on Tormenta, an injury led to you, you know, starting for the first team. It's just been one of those things to where, though, when the moment has arrived for you, some people get it, they're not prepared, they're not confident, but you have played – so well and have obviously you know succeed when the call has come to you what kept you motivated to you know keep in shape and be in that mindset to where if an opportunity came you'd be ready for it especially during a time where it looked like it might not happen yeah no um so we started playing that pdl season and i was a new guy a bunch of these guys had played with each other either the previous year or they knew each other from college so i was I think I knew one guy on the team coming into it and I didn't even really know him. Um, he had played on a, a college team that played mine, but I, I remember stepping in like my first couple weeks of training and I was so nervous and I, I had no confidence at all. I knew I was good enough, but I just wasn't showing it. I wasn't playing well. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even like, Oh my gosh, I should be playing. I, I was like, Oh, I'm better than I should be playing. It wasn't like that at all. I was actually training so bad and I was like, 
you know, I, I, I knew I shouldn't be in the 18 because I was playing really bad. And um, I, I'll never forget. It was one training session. It kind of clicked for me. And I was like, I was like, what am I doing? I was like, why do I care so much about like, you know, every single touch? If I make a bad touch, you know, I, I get like so nervous and I was playing with no confidence at all. And, uh, and it just kind of clicked for me. It was like, all right, Connor, you're already not in the 18. You're already not playing, you know, what do you have to lose? Just go out there and, and play your game and play relaxed. And so I did. And I remember, um, after that training session, it was about two weeks where during those two weeks I trained and I played so well. And, um, I didn't like, we had played two or three games in those two weeks and I didn't get a chance those two, three games. So I got frustrated and I got upset because I thought I was playing well and I deserved it. And I was ready to step on the field and I was ready to play um, because, I mean, you asked like what keeps me motivated and what keeps me going. And I just, I, I think that um, like, I'm just so passionate about playing soccer. Like it's what I love to do. I love, I love working at Chick-fil-A and I love my job there, but it's different. It's not like soccer was like, I tell people all the time, like soccer was like my first love. And so there's nothing like, you know, soccer is like my time where I step out on the field for training for an hour, hour and a half, or I step out on a, game, a field for 90 minutes for a game, and it's just like where I get away, and I don't think about anything except for playing soccer until I get off the field, you know? Yeah. So there, I wasn't ready to give that. I wasn't ready to give that back up, and I knew I needed, if I wanted to make a career of this, and I wanted to play pro the following season with Tormenta, then I needed to... I needed to relax, I needed to take a deep breath, and I needed to start playing with confidence. And so... I got that confidence underneath me and then it just, you know, like, like you said, I repeat what you said, like, I don't wish injury anybody. Um, but it, it was what kind of gave me the opportunity to get that start, um, on a Wednesday night versus Myrtle beach at, <laughs> at, at Eric Russell. And, uh, like 10 minutes in, I think I, I think I had an assist. Um, well, and it was just an incredible game. And I move it from that game moving forward. I think the biggest thing for me in being the player that I've been this past season included is, is playing, I think with confidence. I think for me, that's something that's so important. Um, and for any players, my brother just signed a contract with Richmond and he's been out of the game for a little while, but I told him, I was like, Ian, listen, I was like, you know, you, you can't be nervous. You can't be scared. You have to play with confidence because when you play with confidence, and you're on the field, it's almost like time slows down a little bit and you can just, you can take that touch and you can stay relaxed. It's not like you're panicking and compounding mistakes. Um, so I think that was a huge thing for me this past season was that I was able to be confident in who I am and be confident in the player that I am and know that, man, like I'm good at, like I can play and I, I needed to be confident in that. And I think, I think it showed a little bit this past season. So Absolutely. Did do you think that in that that PDL team was the, the undefeated season team, right? That's right. It was. So yeah. Do you think that being on a team to where you guys kind of had that chemistry and success, and even Tormenta as a whole having what seems like you know just a success no matter what they're doing in soccer, whether it's through their academy, through their League Two team, their League One team, do you feel that being in an environment like that helped with your confidence? Um, yes, I do. A hundred percent. I think that from the top down, like with our owners, Darren and Nitra and Jeff and Elena, like they instill confidence in us as players. They make it, they make it really easy for us to really just focus on playing soccer and not having to worry on all the other outside things that comes with that. Um, so I think it was, I think it was easy for me, but I, I think for me, it was just, um, it was just gaining that confidence within myself. Like I didn't really, I didn't need it from anyone else. I didn't need like reassurance or anything like that. I needed confidence from myself first before I got confidence from anyone else. Right. So that was really important for me. And with that confidence, you had to bring it in to, you know, league one. So even though you guys had a great season the year before, now you're going to a professional league with players who have played on their national teams, who have played in MLS, USL Championship. What was the biggest difference between playing in League Two and playing in League One? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think whenever I went, when, when I played in the PL for Tormenta that year that we went undefeated, 
we I don't know if it was the group of players that we had or if the team we were playing against were just whatever, but we would absolutely smack some teams. Like I'm talking smack them. And so I think the group of players that we had in that PDF, it was just it was it was kind of I don't want to say easy for us to win, but we went into every single game with the confidence that we we're gonna beat this team, especially once we won five, six, seven in a row. I think the difference going into the league one season is that we knew that that these teams that we were going to be playing against had some really had some good players, had some really good players, and every game was not going to be a cake in the wall up uh, or a, a cakewalk. <laughs> like not not every game was just going to be a pushover, and you know we'll defend for eighty five minutes and then score a goal in the last five minutes and win one nil. Like we knew it wasn't going to be like that. We knew we were going to have to really step up and compete. And I think, especially, I mean, I don't, I don't know about many of the other League One teams, but for us, I think that was a, I think that was a, something that challenged a lot of our guys this past season was because uh, because a lot of they signed a lot of us from that PDL team that went undefeated, and and uh, I think a big change was kind of playing against teams that have got some really good players, and we like I, well, we're gonna lose. Like we, I mean, we knew we weren't gonna go undefeated. Like that wasn't even an option. Like we. We're going to lose, and to to come from a team where we weren't used to losing that year before, like we didn't losing wasn't a part of our DNA. To going into League One, where you know we're going to be playing against teams that can definitely beat us, and it becomes so much more strategic and so much more tactical, and and um, really diligently watching film on these guys and doing individual work on your own, watching games. And I mean, I remember. I remember the first time we played Toronto FC two, and they were coming down to our place. I remember going on in ESPN Plus, and I remember watching Jacob Schaffelberg. So I knew I was going to be going up against him. Mm-hmm. I said I remember going in there and watching, you know, what his tendencies were. If he liked his left foot, if he liked his right foot, did he like cutting in or did he like taking the line? And I remember them coming to our place, and you know, because I had done my homework, like I think that that was a good game for me, and we ended up getting the win. Um, but that was something that was different than the PDL. We didn't do that in the PDL. Like it was just, you know, you know, it was, it was just different in in league one. It's, it's faster. It's more competitive. Um, it's, uh, it was, it was a perfect, I I just thought it was just a perfect, uh, a perfect team for me to be on to start my professional career and a perfect league for me to start in, to be honest. Yeah, with all those changes, what do you think was the most difficult? And I've talked to other players, and they had a common answer. So I'll let you answer yours and see if it fits theirs. So what what was the most difficult change from PDL to League One? Yeah. Um, uh, I think that... I don't know, man. I think just the overall competitiveness and the hunger to win... Like from these teams, like we didn't, we didn't really get that that much. Like for a tournament, at least, we didn't really play against many teams that like cared that much. To be honest with you, like we were, and, and then like, I don't, I don't really know. What did the, what did the other boys say? So the other people told me it was the travel. Oh, <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Actually, you know what? I've got a good one. Actually, that that just made me think about that. Uh, the biggest difference between a PDL season to like going and playing in my first pro season in, in league one was the, uh, was the length of the season. That's what it was okay. for me. For me, that was the most challenging aspect. Um, and for a majority of us, because a majority of us at Tormina and a majority of the guys I'd say in league one were on, you know, their first year pro contracts. And so a lot of us are coming out of college and we're used to like a three, four and a half month season, or we're playing PDL where it's like two and a half months None of us, or I, I shouldn't say none of us, a majority of us have never played an eight, nine month season, right. you know, to where bodies are kind of, you know, getting used to that. I, I remember, I'll never forget a day. It was mid, it was probably a week and a half, two weeks after the midway point in our season last year. And we were starting to lose games. We were starting to go downhill and our coach pulled us in the locker room and he said like, all right guys, like what's going on? What, what can we change? What can we make different? you know, so that we stop this, this downhill slide we're going on. And guys went around the room, you know, sharing what they think, you know, we can do or whatever. And, and I, and I raised my hand and I said, we need to do a better job of going above and beyond and taking care of our bodies. 
I said that no one, none of I said a majority of us are not used to these eight, nine months long seasons. And so our bodies aren't used to playing for this amount of time, you know, competing day in and day out, week in and week out, every single week, as hard as we do, like our bodies just aren't used to it. We're after four, four and a half months, we're done playing our college seasons and we get to, you know, rest or the guys go back home to their countries, wherever they're from, and they get to hang out with their families. No, it wasn't like that. And so our bodies weren't used to it. So I felt like what we needed to do a better job of and what was so difficult for our team was that we needed to take better care of our bodies so that they would be able to, to perform day in and day out. Like we needed to take more ice baths. We needed to be in the gym, not even necessarily working out, but doing injury prevention exercises, um, doing just things that can help our body recover faster because we're not used to, you know, getting, you know, playing these games like week in and week out. And uh, I remember like, I remember after a game on Saturday night, after my adrenaline wear off, I'd get back to my apartment and I would lay in bed and my body would just hurt. Like, my, and I, I ran I ran a good, a good amount in games, but I would get home and my body would just be shattered. Like I would be so tired and so exhausted. And so I knew I needed to wake up the next morning and I need to hop on the bike for a couple miles, two, three miles. I needed to stretch, I needed to, take ice baths um, in order to recover faster. And I truly believe that that is what helped me um, be successful um, this past season in League One is that I tried my hardest to take care of my body, whether it was what I was eating, what I was doing in the gym, you know, doing doing yoga sessions that our team would, would implement uh, towards the end of the season, like whatever I could do that I thought would give me an edge um, on the people I was playing against, I would do it. So yeah, that, 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 that's interesting to hear because when you look at the teams that were in the playoffs and the teams that found success, a, a lot of them probably had the deepest depth in the league. And you know, you have North Texas that constantly rotates players. Greenville had a, it had great depth in their midfield that they rotated. So uh, it seems like a, a big difference is in this, you know, in league one, you know, the teams that want to go well and play consistently well throughout the year, you know, depth seems to be a really important role in that. And I know you guys got hit with the injury bug in midseason. And so a lot yeah. of that probably played a part on how the season went. Yeah, no. So very, very good point. Um, depth is so important on teams. And I think that was when we had our end of the year meetings with our coaches and our owners, it was definitely expressed by the players that, um, the depth on our team was kind of non-existent. I mean, we had like our, we had our, our group of guys and um, other than that, like there, and it, and it, and it created such a lack of competitiveness and training um, mm -hmm. as well. When we didn't have that, that depth in a squad where people are fighting for positions that like week in and week out guys are, you know, fighting for that spot. Um, so yeah, depth, depth in a squad is something that, um, uh, is something that definitely plagued us last year because uh, when we did pick up those injuries, it was kind of tough to, to move around some guys and, and fill positions. People were playing out of position and, you know, just trying to make it work to, to kind of end the season. But I'll tell you one thing here, here in, uh, here in Indy, I think that that's a huge difference in the championship is like, especially here in Indy where I'm at, like I can tell that depth is, uh, is something that they value in that, they uh that they think is really important and i think that that's really important as well so um hopefully hopefully next year uh tormenta and some other teams that maybe struggle with some depth in their squads will will uh pick that up because i do think it's really important yeah let's talk about that so you know in the usl championship now congratulations on that what do you feel is something that you're kind of looking forward to as being a difference. Like you talked about, you know, the difference between PDL and League One. You did a lot more tape study so you can know your player. You knew that the conditioning was going to be different. The season is longer. Now that you've kind of experienced that, what do you feel you think is going to be a big difference for you that you're focusing on uh, in the upcoming season? Yeah, I... I was talking to one of my teammates last night, actually, I was, we were, he was asking me like, do you, you know, do you go work out in the gym or like how often do you go? And I told him, I was like, I tried to go to the gym at least, you know, I, not, not including what we do with Indy. Cause we go with Indy, we go two days a week, but not including what we do with Indy. I try to go like three to four times a week and I'm not going in there and throwing 
275 pounds on the bench press and trying to <laughs> trying to get so that's not what i'm doing i'm going in there doing depending on how i'm feeling you know just high reps light stuff i'm trying to not gain any muscle mass i'm just trying to maintain the muscle mass that i do have because one thing that we did at tormenta that i really enjoyed and really liked is that every single morning before and after training we would weigh ourselves before and we would weigh ourselves after and we would do um we would do just certain testings every single morning before training um that would tell us whether our body was was fit was ready to train or if maybe we needed to take it light that day or or whatever it may be um and so during that process i learned um what my what my playing weight is and i don't know if that's ever like talked about you know um, among players or whatever but i believe that players have a certain weight uh, like a range maybe a range of two or three pounds where that 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 weight is what they need to be playing at throughout consistently throughout the whole season and so i found out that my best playing weight was between 178 to 180 pounds so every single day when I would weigh in every morning, I would weigh in and I'd probably weigh about 179, 180 pounds. And I would try to stay in between that range of, of three pounds um, because I knew if I weighed that going into my game on a Saturday night, then I was good to go. Then I'd be flying around the field. We had, uh, we had so many guys that maybe didn't care as much about working out in the gym that they would come in after, you know, doing all season workouts and stuff and they'd weigh, you know, kind of a little bit more than they were supposed to. And then once the season started, they didn't work out at all. And so they would lose 10, 15 pounds and and get kind of smaller and their muscles would get smaller. And then the tendons around like the, the their tendons would just kind of become weaker. And I, I truly believe that that is what led to the cause of some of our injuries uh, last season is that people didn't, didn't, um, didn't really take care of themselves in the gym when it came to really maintaining the muscle mass that you do have because we run miles and miles and miles a, a week in training and, and on the weekends for games. So you've got to go into the gym. You've got to be drinking water. You've got to be staying hydrated, obviously, but you've got to be going to the gym and working out that lactic acid in your legs and working out your other muscle groups so that everything is staying healthy and that everything you know functions as a unit. Um, so that's one thing that was really, really um, important to me um, last year, and that's one of the things this year that I'm going to really try to um, really try to stay on top of as much as I can. Um, I know this year one of the biggest differences for me is that it's going to be it's going to be super challenging. Like, not saying that Tormenta wasn't challenging. I'm just saying that it's going to be a different different type of challenge playing with guys that are, you know, 26, 27, 28, 29 years old compared to you know, at Tormenta, I was playing with guys that were like 18, 19 years old, you know, a bunch of younger guys and nothing, nothing against that. But these are just like veteran players um, right. take care of their bodies day in and day out. They eat the right things. They they do the right things. They have the right routines in place. And so uh, this year, I really want to, you know, implement those types of routines uh, in my day to day schedule, whether if we train at 10, you know, I'm getting I'm getting a solid breakfast in me. I'm maybe hitting the bike for an hour for a, for a mile or two to warm up my legs, things that I can do to, to a prevent injury, uh, B just have me warmed up for training and ready to go. And, and um, just making sure that every single day I'm putting my best foot forward. So I have the best chance to be on the field on a Saturday. And it sounds like you've been pretty self-disciplined, self-motivated for a while now. So I have absolutely no kind of uh question that you'll not only be competing for a starting spot but you'll kill it in this league um i said it last year on the podcast I i'm not stopping until i see you in mls simple as that <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but before i let you go uh, i definitely you know I'm, I'm excited for you to be in usl championship but before you leave league one i've got to ask you a nice little quick fast round of some questions uh, to, to as your goodbye to League One, that you can kind of reminisce about the golden days of, of your first year in pro <laughs> soccer. So you you, re you ready? All right. So I'm gonna ask you a question, and you let me know which team or which city was uh, the answer to it. So let's start with who had the best food. Toronto. 
Toronto. Okay. Who had the worst? Uh, Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. What was the, uh, who do you feel was the, the most challenging away day environment to play in? Um, Toronto by far. Because of the prime time, four o'clock on Friday. <laughs> if you've ever played a game on that turf field, I remember the first time we went up there and played. I'm pretty sure before. I'm pretty sure it, I'm pretty sure the ref hadn't even blown the whistle yet, and I was already trying to take off my boots because I had about seven blisters all over my my feet. I had no. But the last we were walking off the field, all of us were taking off our boots because our feet were covered in blisters. It, I didn't. We didn't know what it was. We had no idea what it was. We didn't know if it was the, the like. It's a different kind of turf up there. It's not like a turf field where they have like turf pellets. It's not like that. I don't even know how to describe it. But it was ter- like it was just it was different because it was so windy up there. It was a it was a four o'clock game, so it was hot. The winds blowing around. I mean, it was just. It wasn't. It wasn't enjoyable. Nah, they got. They, they got to get some lights in there. Yeah, granted to them, I mean, they beat us both times we went there. Uh, so I mean, apparently they're not having a problem. <laughs> no. <laughs> that maybe that's part of their plan, right? They're like, ah, we'll we'll get to upgrading this stuff later. <laughs> Who was the most frustrating player to play against? And maybe that's because of their their skill, their work ethic. Who did you see you had to play against, and you just rolled your eyes because you knew it was going to be a challenging day? Um. Okay, I got one player. I've got one. So I went into every single game pretty pretty confident that I was going to be able to lock up whatever my 1v1 matchup was that day, attacking and defensively. There's one player that actually, he did me up, I think actually twice, or he made me look pretty silly, and that was Omar Mohammed for uh, Greenville. Wow. That, man, that man's got some quick feet, and he uh, he's a saucy player. He, <laughs> yeah. um, he, he, I, he was one guy who... He was one guy who I, I genuinely didn't know which if he was going to go right or left. I really didn't. And so that's why he was able to give me a few times. Okay. Yeah. Which What city do you think was the nicest as far as like scenery, activities? What was a city that you looked in? It was like, oh, okay, I can see myself living here. Um, I think... Oh, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think there's many. I mean, Ford Madison was uh, was incredible. Like going up there, and I was glad that we played at Ford Madison twice. Not only because it was a really cool, you know, city to to see, kind of walk around, and they've got these big, massive lakes all around and stuff like that. But being able to play was awesome. Like even for the away team, like they were, they were, uh, they were fans. Where I mean, they're like. They're like throwing stuff on the field and stuff. It was it was awesome. It was it was a really cool experience being able to go up there and play twice. I really liked uh, I really liked Madison a lot. I was so that was my next question. Who who was the loudest or the rowdiest fan base that you think you played against? <laughs> yeah, by far by far had to be uh, Ford Madison. I mean, they had probably I think six thousand fans when we went up there and played them, and somehow we escaped out of there with a one zero win. The ball fell to me off the crossbar and I tapped it into the corner and then you know we I'm pretty sure we sat in and bunkered with seven behind the ball <laughs> for the last 30 minutes while Don Smart was just picking out his passes yeah. but it was uh, that place was really challenging to go to but it was also a really fun place to go to just because the environment that they created up there and then my last question what are you think what do you think you'll miss the most about playing in league one uh, uh oh that's that's an easy one um what i'll miss the most about playing in league one is being able to play with the guys back at Tormenta. Yeah. those are some of my uh those are some of my closest friends and some of my brothers i like they're all family down there to me especially like darren and nitra and and jeff and lena like that's my uh that's my family down there they'll always be my family i mean that's that is 100% what I'm going to miss the most is training with those guys day in and day out and just working hard with one another. That That's something that I'm going to miss for sure. So you're, so you're telling me that uh, mean Darren didn't tell you to never step foot in Georgia ever again for, for leaving? No, he definitely, <laughs> definitely didn't. He definitely did. He, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm welcome to any game down there still. Uh, we'll see. 
we'll see. But uh, no, nah, they're 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 awesome down there. I couldn't have I couldn't have asked for a better place to kind of start my professional career. As long as you bring some Chick Fil A, I'm sure you'll be welcomed. <laughs> Chick Fil A, maybe a pair of boots. Maybe they're down in Maine. I don't know. <laughs> Connor Antley, thank you so much for joining. Best of luck to you this season. We're we're all excited to see you know the first of the alumni playing in USL Championship, and you know I know you're gonna kill it. So congratulations. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. We'll have to have you back soon. Today, I am joined by Union Omaha's Dalton Nutson. Dalton, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Jason. Doing well. Are, are you used to the, the Union Omaha before your name yet? I think so. I'm, I'm getting there, you know. Uh, it's a little different, but, <laughs> but I, I like it. I like it. Sounds good. When, when do you go out there? I will be up there Saturday for moving, and we'll get started Monday. Gotcha. You uh different different weather than you're used to in South Georgia, I'm assuming. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be you know, the good old Midwest is gonna be cold right now, so a little <laughs> bit change of change of weather. Well, so for for Omaha fans who, who are new to the league, um, didn't get to see you last year, you know, let's go ahead and get the first date questions out of the way. Give us a little bit about your background, where you're from, uh, how you, you know, where you went to college, and kind of how you got into League One. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm from Houston, Texan, uh, Houston, Texas, originally. I grew up playing for the Houston Texans Academy in, in Houston. Um, played all through high school, and then from there I went on to University of Central Arkansas in uh, a town called Conway, Arkansas. It's about 30 minutes north of Little Rock. Uh, played all four years there. Um, started almost every game and played almost every minute. Um, so I got a lot of experience uh, through that. It's a little bit smaller school, but I got a lot of high-level experience um and then in the summers i would go and play league two or uh, was pdl at the time and i went to a couple different places my first year went to went to louisville second year i went home to houston with a new team that started and my third year i went out to maine in the portland phoenix out in port out in portland maine um and then from there after my senior season uh, at UCA, I went on a couple trials with some of the teams in, in League One uh, when it was starting this last year. Um, and then my last trial was actually with uh, Tormenta FC, and they were just, they had brought, uh, I was just there for a week, and they asked me to stay another week, and I did, and ended up with a contract. It was just like, yeah, one of their last signings, so it was kind of, you know, a little bit of luck. Yeah, because I remember you you joining pretty late, right? I think you signed in March, right before yeah. the season had started. Um, yeah. Before we talk about Tormenta, though, you you mentioned uh, back in Texas the Houston Texas uh, Texan Soccer Club. Um, I know I don't know if he was coached then, but North Texas coach Eric Quill he was a coach for that team, right? Yes, he was. Yeah, was um, he your coach? Uh, he wasn't. He came on. Uh, was my I was 16 about I think it was my junior year of high school he came on and he was coaching the team above me the 18 team okay um so he came on so I knew him um I know him pretty well uh and then after that we I had a new coach for the 18 and he went down to the 14s but he actually coached my brother uh who went through the Texans and stuff so uh whenever I'd come home I trained with him as well gotcha and so, yeah, jumping back to Tormenta, you know, because you were joining so late, what was it like as far as, you know, the competition during practice and, you know, trying to get that starting spot, right? I'm sure coming in late, you know, they might have already had, okay, well, this is the, the 11 that we're going with, you know, what was your mindset going in there going, okay, they already have an 11 in their mind, but how do I become part of that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely, you know, felt that kind of coming in last that, you know, they, they probably know what they were looking for. Uh, I was really just, you know, looking to get in there, uh, work hard, you know, push the guys in front and, you know, make them work for, for minutes. And, you know, just, I was just trying to grow as a player 
really, you know, through the training sessions, that's really what I was thinking coming in is, you know, get uh, playing at this level, you know, practicing with these guys, even if I didn't get a lot of playing time, you know, I, I think I'd grow a lot in the training environment and just playing with them. So that's kind of what I thought going in. It ended up, you know, uh, with a few injuries, just ended up getting a lot more playing time than I thought. Right. And, you know, what, what was what was that experience like for you going from the mindset of, hey, I'm just trying to become a starter to becoming a consistent starter for more than half the season? Um, I, I mean, I just, you know, I didn't, didn't expect it, but um, I think I was ready to, you know, take it on. Um, I just... Yeah, I just felt like I, I was I was ready. And after and the first game was a little a little nervous. I think most people are pretty nervous in their first probably professional game. And um, it was just kind of after that game, though, I, I felt like I really settled in. Um, and then it was just kind of natural after that. Yeah. So so going into to Omaha. Do you have that same mindset where when you kind of went to Tormenta and it's just, hey, I'm going to compete in practice and try to solidify this starting spot? Or is it a little different now because you you have a year under your belt and they might be looking at you to kind of be more of in a leadership role in that back line? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, nothing's nothing's going to be given. So I get, definitely got to go earn the, the starting spot. Um, so I'm going to go in there with the mentality to, to work for it. Um, nothing's going to be given. Um, but if they see me as a leader, then I would definitely uh, love to take on that role. Yeah. And let's talk about, you know, how this, how the, how you got to Omaha, right? So the end of the year comes, I know a lot of players are under one year contracts, especially from that first year, you know, how, how did it end in Tormenta? You know, what happened from that standpoint? And then how did you get in touch with Omaha? Yeah. I mean, uh, it was good. We, we stayed in touch. I stayed in touch with Tormenta and, you know, they said they would, uh, they would let me know, um, and whatnot. And, so they uh, they had offered me something, and I I had talked about it with some people, my my family and uh, my coach at UCA, and um, it just felt that maybe we could you know find something else out there on the market. And my coach said he could probably get in contact with some people, and that uh, I think he had some people that would be interested. And so I, I just told them that, you know, I would like some time to look around, um, see what else is out there. And then my coach comes back with me, like not too much, long, not too much longer after that. And was like, the Omaha coach is interested. And yeah, uh, Jay Mims is interested. I'd like to talk to you on the phone, all that. And we got to talking and it sounded like uh, he was talk, talking about his philosophy and everything. Um, I liked it a lot, so uh, that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah, that that's interesting because I know some players they go the agent route, some players go the trial route. You uh, went to your coach, um, who I'm you see you have a great relationship with, and you're talking about a team that fit more, you know, what your needs were. So did you feel that after talking to Coach Mims, this was something from a strategic standpoint, tactical standpoint, that you just thought you fit better into? Yeah, I think so. I, I wouldn't say I didn't fit Tormenta. I like Tormenta a lot. The the whole family environment. That's why I, I mean I grew up uh, with. They have a they had a, a great environment. You know they're starting something good there. Um, it just you know I think this is something that that I felt was right for me. And so with the year under your belt, you're with a new team now. Uh, so it might kind of feel like to you're starting all over, right? Because Tormenta, even though they weren't a new team, it was your new team last year. Now you're going with another new team. What do you think is going to be the most difficult part uh, about going into your second season uh, and with a new team? Most difficult. Um whether it's gaining chemistry among the other players again, I mean, what do you think is going to be the the most difficult thing? Yeah, I would, I would say that, you know, sometimes it takes, it takes teams a little bit to, to get on the same level. Um, 
yeah, to get chemistry, to get on the same page. While as like Tormenta, you know, they had the team before and they they signed most of the same guys. So a lot of them, you know, knew how each other played. And so they were in rhythm. I think it's kind of why we started off on, on a hot foot uh, at the beginning of the season. And, you know, some teams, you know, it took a little bit to to get to get going. But um, so, yeah, I think that's that's going to be a, a challenge is, you know, getting on the same page, how fast we get there um, will be. I think, we'll, I mean, we should get there pretty quick. Uh, well, hoping so. Yeah, yeah. and I was going to bring that up. Do you think that, you know, now that you've been through that, that that's something that you bring to Omaha and you can say to these players like, hey, guys, I'm going to let you know right now the first five weeks are going to be extremely difficult because of the travel. I know not. And then or maybe the last five weeks is going to be extremely difficult because players aren't used to playing as long as a season as they have. Is that something that you feel that you're bringing to Omaha? Yeah, definitely. Now, now going through a season and you know experiencing it, um, just definitely the little things. There's yeah, like traveling, um, seeing how you can start out hot and just yeah, like hit a wall and you know just nothing, um, and how to like how are we gonna push past that and uh, when we when we have obstacles, what are we gonna do? Just things like that. Okay, and then. Uh, for for all the fans out there, you know, I still can't believe we're two months away. It feels like it's taken forever. But you know, what are you most excited about going to to Omaha? Not just from a team perspective, but a city perspective, and just in general. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to you know seeing what the the city environment's like. You know what the fan what the fans will be like. You know, we have I think a meet and greet uh, pretty early on when we get there in about a week or two or about two weeks and so you kind of seeing what the fan base would be like and it's it's sounding like you know there's a lot of support behind it so i'm really looking forward to to seeing that and you know that first game i think you know we're hoping for a big crowd and that would that would be awesome so yeah and from everything i've seen it looks like parliament and all the fans uh are going to be gun ho about it and going to be out there in numbers. So excited for you and excited for Omaha. But before I let you go, I got to do a speed round with you. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Uh, I just need the first thing that comes to your mind. No right or wrong answers. Just a general look of a, a quick question round of what USL League One's all about. So you ready? I think so. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question. I need you to tell me the city your team that has that's the answer for it so we'll start out with which city had the best food in league one city had the best food um i'm gonna go with madison okay which had the worst food worst food um man say mm, tucson Okay. <laughs> Nothing out there in the desert, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what was the hardest away day environment to play in? Um, the hardest. Say Madison. Because of the fans? Yeah, it was a cool environment, but it's, it's definitely hard when, you know, they got all that support. What was the worst field to play on? Uh, either Chattanooga or uh, or Lansing. Really? Yeah, just just. I mean, we only played there at Lansing once. So just that that corner. Yeah. I, I remember being in that corner in that game and just slipping and and tearing it up and like it was it, it was it was a little rough. <laughs> what was the uh, best field? Best field. Um say north texas or tucson okay uh who was the most annoying player to play against and not necessarily it doesn't have to be annoying as in they're annoying but they're the toughest right you looked at your schedule and then you rolled your eyes because you knew you were going to have to defend this player Mm. um let's say our um, Arturo Rodriguez for North yeah. Texas. He was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
he he seems all right. He seems like yeah. he could be decent. Yeah. Now, there is a uh, kind of theory or kind of just thought about B teams uh, being pushovers, but we've seen the Orlando City B and these teams actually beat a couple, you know, of the independent stronger teams. So difficulty playing B teams or two teams, is it the same as playing independent teams or is it easier? Mm, I wouldn't say it's maybe on the road sometimes usually at home that you can put up a good team sometimes on the road um there weren't but uh like Toronto Toronto put up a we we've had we had a tough a couple tough battles with them I mean every game was pretty tough uh when we especially when we went to their place the first time just we kind of got blown out uh but y'all weren't the only ones they they've got a up there with their terrible turf yeah they they did a they, they were pretty good at home and then um my, my last question which was your favorite city for social activities outside of the game like where can you envision yourself like oh okay i could see myself living here one day okay um um I liked Chattanooga City was actually pretty cool. I liked their downtown. Okay, yeah. So it's, what it sounds like, though, is uh, you might be missing a little bit of the warm weather. So <laughs> good luck out there at Omaha. Yeah, but it'll be cold to start, but it'll warm up. Summer yeah. will be nice. Yep, yeah. yeah. And I think uh, you guys are away for a couple of those uh, first games, so you'll be able to – come out to the south again and uh, get some warmth before you head back. Yeah, they planned that pretty well. So, <laughs> Dalton, I appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us on League One Fun. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jason. Thank you again, Dalton, Victor, and Connor for joining me this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. I also want to shout out our newest sponsor, someone I think you're going to like. Because are you tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Are you looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. That's I-C-A-R-U-S-F-C.com. No shoulder stripes required. You can reach out to me on Twitter at HomeSweetSoccer. Ira is at IraJersey. And you can follow us on Twitter at League1Fun. That's League, the number one, and F-U-N, fun. We'll catch you guys next week, and as always, support local soccer.